You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. I'm Tyler Ma, your host here at the Shepherd and News. A uh, bit of a dreary day of um, midweek finals action, uh, but we'll get to that shortly. Uh, as always, uh, on my right is uh, Ash Williamson. Ash, uh, welcome back to the show. Good afternoon, Tyler. Good afternoon, listeners. Yeah, first day of autumn and uh, it's been a wet one. You could swear uh, we're right in the middle of winter talking about footy season, but it's uh, the start of bowls finals, Tyler. And we, we we probably have been pretty lucky in the midweek comp throughout the entire season that oh, I'm not sure we had uh, any real weather affected or even uh, too many COVID affected uh, matches or, no. or rounds throughout the year. So uh, obviously saved the best for last. There was only um, the last Saturday pennant round before Christmas where a couple of games were heated out. But um, given how hot it sort of was predicted to be, I was expecting maybe a couple more rounds to be missed. But we've got through unscathed and, um, you know, at least with finals they can be rescheduled that we missed out on today. Yes, and uh, speaking of rescheduling, Brian Nisbet will be uh, playing in one of those matches on Thursday, Brian. Yes, we got... uh Seven ends in at Stanhope. Our rink was leading 10-3. The other two rinks were down by a total of four shots. Uh, and they played the same amount of ends. So we played 21 ends. And the Gamby were playing Marupin in the elimination final. We were in the qualifying against Kai. Uh, they played the same amount of ends and we waited. We stopped for about an hour and a half. Went down and had a bit of lunch at the cafe down there, brilliant cafe. And then uh, Butch Stokes chauffeured me down, greenkeeper. And then uh, Butch closed the greens and it set in. There's no, I don't know how they played at your roll because according to Weather Zone, it's got, they had the same amount of rain as Stanhope. So I don't know where the gauge is. But um, anyway. The weather's always it's slightly different down at your roll. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the reading could be done somewhere else. So it mightn't be your rower. Yeah, but you're one of the main beneficiaries of this rescheduled final, Brian, because you've earned a promotion, apparently. Well, I, yeah, I, I think I may be skipping Thursday because Terry Rowe has to work. He does the he runs the bingo at the RSL club, and there's no one to take his place. And uh, what, yeah, what, I wouldn't what, mind an opportunity. Where, where's Michael Hanna? It's his show, isn't it? Well, running the bingo. I think he's just the owner, isn't he? Okay, yeah, fair enough. He well, just uh, delegates. We, we might have to con- – any chance, Tyler, of a, an outside broadcast for After the Jack on Thursday to um, stream the great man? Uh, sk- that, would that be your first time skipping in a final, Brian? No, I skipped for Shep Park in their second team. Um, Shepard and on the lake when I was there, and I skipped for uh, East in a Division Three final, our second team. Yep. And didn't lose a final, mate. So oh, black caviar, unbeaten, yeah. we undefeated. Won't, we won't but we didn't win the finals. <laughs> we didn't win the final. Yeah. Well, we better uh, wrap up the games that uh, did get through, Brian. Uh, yes. Today's we'll, we'll start. Yeah, we'll start with Division Five. Um, they were split the two teams where they played. Violet Town fifty-two. 14 points, defeated Yaroa 31-0 points. We may as well give the... Um, David Underwood, 29, defeated Barry Hatchman, 12. David Underwood of Violet Town. And Peter Norton, who plays uh, Division 1 for Yaroa in Saturday. He lives in um, Invergordon. 
He's rank 123 to 19 over Richard Noble of Yaroa. And in the other match between, that was uh, played at Rushworth. Dookie and... Dookie and Colbo, and it was rained out. So all the all the matches that were rained out, listeners, will be rescheduled for Thursday, March the 3rd. I'll make sure I get the pod up uh, before then uh, this week. <laughs> but they're different venues than... Um, were prescribed before. Uh, me, Shep, now host Dookie and Colbo. Uh, it's a wonder they weren't all played at the one. Oh, it's got me beat why they didn't play Division 5 out at East Shepparton. Yeah, today. Because there's no East Shepparton team there. Wouldn't that be logical? Yeah, well, and um, given that there's only two rinks in that grade, they could have fit them all undercover. Yeah, it was Division um, 6 played there too, but there's still room for another three rinks. Yeah, that's right. Um, but anyway, we'll see how they go on Thursday. And Yep. Um, so that, that game was the qualifying final that did get played, wasn't it? Violet Town yeah, straight we'll, through. We may as well preview that game. I think um, Colburn Abbott will win. Yep. And so then they'll go on against... They'll go straight into the grand final. Oh, is that the qualifying final, That's is it? That's a qualifying, Okay. Yeah. Looking at Division 4 South results from today. Um, Seymour VRI, too good for Alexandra, 79-58. Won two of the three rinks there. That game was played at Yay. And in the other game, Seymour... Uh, beat Yaroa two rinks to one as well, 74 shots to 57 at East Shepparton. So um, Seymour VRI uh, straight into the grand final and they will and Alexandra will go into the preliminary final against Seymour next week. Do you think Alexandra can bounce back, Brian? I think they can, yeah. They've been the top side all year. Well, yeah, so... Um, well, actually, Seymour VRI were the top side, but Alexandra second by quite a fair way. Um, I think those two sides had put a fair, fair gap between the rest during the course of the Division yeah, 4 they, South season. they did. I think Alex will bounce back. Division 4 North, Brian. Uh, bit of an, an upset, this one. Shepherd and Gulf, 65 shots to 53. Upside, upset the top side and premiership favourite, Namurka, 13 points to three. Just looking at the rink scores... Joyce Andrews had a 22-21 win against Daryl Fallon. Uh, Alan Rogers drew with Kenny Cooper, 18 apiece. But the difference was Bruce Giovanetti, 26-13 against Vivian Morris to put golf straight into the grand final. Um, Namurka will have to go through the preliminary final where they will play the winner of Thursday's rescheduled game between Shepparton Park and Murchison, now to be played at East Shepparton. Brian, bit of a yeah. turn up there. Yeah, it was, and it was played at Dookie, so Dookie couldn't have had uh, much rain at all. Um, Dookie, uh, d- their weather does vary with Shepparton, so they they had an inch uh, about a month ago and we had none. Yeah. So it does vary. Uh, only um, Namurka's second loss for the season, they only um, only dropped one game during the regular season, so they're going to have to go go at the hard way in the Division 4 North Finals. Yeah, I think they had a couple of draws. They drew a fee Shepparton on the carpet and with someone else. Yes. But um, I expect them to bounce back, but uh, they wouldn't be the first top side to um, get rolled in straight sets. Exactly right. And I'm going for uh, Murchison to defeat Shep Park yep, and then, on Thursday. And do you think they can knock off Namurka in the prelim? At East Shep, well, they're a chance. Yep. They're a chance, Murch. They haven't got a bad side. They've got some handy lady players out there. 
Division 3, Brian, as we touched on, these games are now being rescheduled to Thursday. So your mob, East Shepparton 1, will play Kyabram at Shepparton Park. Um, and Nagambi will play Marupna also at Shepparton Park. Uh, no no uh, completed games between those two today. Yes, and I, I think we'll be outside on the grass because we're both carpet clubs. And if the draw is done with that in mind, you wouldn't think they'd give us the advantage, even though the East Shep, Shep Park carpet rather is different than East Shep's outdoor carpets and yes. even different from our indoor carpet. Yeah. How do you think it factors in, um, just sort of you said you were well ahead on your rink um, in the first seven ends today. How do you think that factors into Kyabram going into Thursday's contest? Do they totally forget that and it's a total new ball game or does that play on their mind a bit? Because you, your, your guys have been the best side in that grade all year. Um, how do you think they'll adjust um, ha- having another crack on Thursday? Well, we beat Kai Abram on their green when it was probably at their best earlier in the season. Yep. And then we beat them on the indoor carpet at uh, East Shepparton. And I believe uh, we'll go in full of confidence. We haven't got Terry Rowe in. He's a good skipper, but um, there's a big chance that Kenny Martin, who's leading in Division 1 yep. on Saturday, will come back and take his spot. And he'd be the best leader in Division 3 midweek, without a doubt. F- funny things have happened, Brian. You might recall this. I think it was a Division One final probably oh, 10 or more years ago, maybe. Um, it was meant to be played on the Saturday between Shepparton Park and Shep Golf. And um, Shep Golf was giving them a, hi- a park a hiding and it got washed out and they came back the next Sunday at East Shepparton and Park rolled them. Oh, I remember it well. Yes, yes. So um, stranger things have happened, but um, good luck on Thursday, Brian. If you are skipping or playing third, um, I think your guys can get the job done. Yeah, I do too. And I think Nagambi will be uh, will just have a few too many uh, tricks up their sleeve and will beat uh, Marupna in a tight contest. Fantastic. Looking at Division 2, bit of an upset here as well. Topside Kyabram. Well beaten by Yaroa, uh, 15 points to one, 87 shots to 46. A 41 shot hiding in a in you know in three rinks is pretty huge in the qualifying final. Yaroa goes straight in. Kyabram will play Shepherd and Golf after they beat Seymour, 76 shots to 63. So both the lower ranked teams winning those finals, Brian, to throw a cat amongst the pigeons in the midweek Division Two comp. Yeah, it's certainly uh, it's interesting too, Ash, because. To, I think they may have, one of them might have been played on the carpet at Shep Park. Yeah, well, uh, just looking. Yeah, so it does say Shepparton Park Bowls Club, so I'm pretty sure it would have been played on carpet given the rain that we've had here today. Um, and Yaroa obviously adjusted a lot better to Kyabram. Just looking at the ring scores, Tony Kingma, 36-11 over Graham Woodcock. Uh, Libby Byrne, 23-all with Jill Barrett. And then Mark Serini, 28-12 over Peter O'Brien, who's been a good skipper in this region for a long, long time. So that's a huge win to Yaroa there, and um, and they go straight into the big dance. Yeah, no, a terrific win, and they'll, they'll be hard to beat Yaroa now. And um, as we mentioned, Kyabram will play Shepherd and Golf, who only won one rink in the elimination final, and that was John Tucker, 34-15 over Jan Wesselman, a 19-shot Margin, which was enough, even though Dale Salick beat Trevor Dunlop 24-21 for Seymour, and Gary Broderick also won 24-21 against Frank Ivak. 
More upsets in Division 1, boys. Uh, Tatura Hilltop is straight through to the grand final, defeating Shepherd and Golf by uh, 90 to 55 Huge. on all rinks. Um, David Cartwright with uh, Olivia as his third, 32-15. Uh, uh, Rod Medill uh, won 26-22 over Graham Woodell. And Trevor Downey had a 32-18 win over Chris Wright. So... Um, a comprehensive performance there from Tat Hilltop down at Eroa, uh, which sends them straight into the big dance. And um, Kai Abram uh, out of the final series after going down by five shots to Seymour at Shepparton Park. Um, so, uh, obviously, oh, hold on, we've got full scorecards here, actually. Um, it looks yeah. like. Uh, Marie Boswell defeated Max Hammond 22 17. Um, Mary Greco against Ian Eichfuss went down 23-27. And on the other rink, it was Rob Brown, 26-20 over Jenny Dixon, uh, who got the chocolates for Seymour. So, you know, pretty big result for Seymour, given that they only snuck into the finals by virtue of a, a draw in the last round, correct, Brian, against East Shepparton. So yeah, they've, that's um, true. They've ridden, ridden that all the way to at least a preliminary final, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say I reckon they'll roll Shep golf next week. Um, just sort of looking at the form, Tatura Hilltop's probably been the one that's peaked in the second half of the year. Their form's been a little bit more consistent, whereas Shep Golf, who were unbeaten before Christmas, um, their form's tapered off a little bit. Their combinations have changed quite a lot as well for a side that's been going that well. There hasn't been a lot of stability in their side week to week. Um, and Seymour, who you know generally have been known as a side that's really, really strong at home, um, they've certainly turned that um, perception around this year, and they're into a prelim final now, and I think um, they'll really take that confidence up to Shep Golf and get into a grand final against Hilltop in a couple of weeks' time. I agree wholeheartedly with you. Um, interesting, Brian, you noted that um, Graham Myers, I think, skipped last week, was back leading this week for Graham Waddell. Um whether they tinker with their side next week, the pressure will be on Shep Golf. You know, you never want to sort of go out in straight sets. Um, do they consider some changes, do you think? Or Well, I think Graham went back there for a reason. Uh, as a skipper, he was finding it difficult in the last few games and I thought he'd go back and, and see if he could give him a good start. And uh, I did the same thing um, in midweek a few weeks back. So... And obviously, you know, you can't – there's three other players coming after you, but if you get – the leader's the most important bowler in the side. I don't care what anyone says, but they may tinker with the side again, but um, Graham might go back to skip. Who knows? But I reckon Seymour uh, – Seymour have got the confidence now, I reckon they'll go on with it. Well, certainly I think it's important, um, you know, at that back end with their skips and thirds, you know, um, I saw a little bit of Seymour's bowlers at Shep Park on Saturday and, and their runaway leaders in the Division 3 Saturday comp, but guys like Ian Eichfuss and um, and, and Rob Brown, and, and um, they're very aggressive bowlers and they take the game on, which has been a Shep golf hallmark for such a long time so whether they look to sort of fight fire with fire a bit and um, you know I wouldn't be surprised if Myers is back up playing third or skip someone who can sort of play through the head a little bit and play those conversion shots to sort of give themselves the best chance of rebounding against Seymour but it won't be an easy task yeah well if you look at um, Robert Brown's um, rink scores uh, or end scores against um, Jenny Dixon they, they started on fire and at one stage were 18-3 up after mm-hmm. 12 ends before uh, Kai Abram was able to jag a six 
on the 13th and sort of uh, come home with a wet sail after that. But, you know, when when the other two rings are tight, um, that ability to sort of uh, push that score out really quickly um, really helps on, on the big board. Yeah, well, I think that's a, that's a first to see the actual scores for each end. I was amazed when I went down. It's like, what's going on here? Good addition to the to the website. Yeah, every, so, so every end's on there, which is fantastic. But I'll, another thing with the bowls link, and I'm not blaming anyone, but Saturday's matches are not on the final series isn't up on a bowls link yet. Okay, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll have to go to a separate screen to look at the venues which I know Tyler sent to me earlier in the week. I couldn't bring them up on my um, bowls link. I, well, no. they're not on there still. So, yeah, that, that's been answered. All right. Well, we might uh, – do you want to go for a break or we keep going, no, Tyler? let's keep rolling. All right. So we'll preview the last round of weekend pennant from Saturday just gone. It was February 26th, looking at Division 6 South. Avenal defeated Alexandra 2, 89-48, 14 points to 2. Eildon 1 finished the regular season with a clean sweep win over Eildon 2, 76-53. And Alexandra 1 was also too good for Yay. 74-67. They won all three rinks, but it was a tight result, only seven shots in it. So the ladder finishes this way. Alexandra will play Eildon 1 in the qualifying... Alexandra 1 will play Eildon 1 in the qualifying final this week, Brian, who are you fancying in that one? Alex won. Alex won. And Ye and Eildon 2 will play in the elimination final. They were quite tight on the ladder as well. Only um, seven wins to six, but um, should be a good one. Yeah, I'll go for Ye. I think they've got the top skip in Bob Bagami, and I think uh, he, he's rink undefeated all season. We'll get him across the line. Okay. Um, looking at Division 6 North, Results from the final round. Kyabram, too good for your R, 81 65, 14 points to two. Rushworth defeated East Shepherd in 91 66, 14 points to two. Dookie had a good win against Stanhope, 86 69, 14 points to two. And Colburn Abbon swept Shepparton Park 1 at home on their carpet, um, 87 44. But looking at the final ladder, Colburn Abbott and Kyabram by far and away the best two sides, Brian. They finish 1-2 and will play in the qualifying final. Who do you like? I like Colburn Abbott. Yeah. They finished on top of the ladder. Look at that victory at Shep Park. Shep Park were uh, fourth. Yep. And they, they nearly doubled their score, one shot off doubling. And I think if they can play well on uh, beat Shep Park on their own carpet, that augurs well for the finals. And I... Even though their greens over there aren't real flash, I think they've got the players to... They're my tip to win the flag, so they'll win this one. Yep, and Dookie finished uh, third ahead of Shepparton Park in fourth with seven wins each. Brian, can Shepparton Park bounce back this week in an elimination final? No, I don't think they can. I'll go for, I'll go for Dookie. Yeah, I think, I think Shep Park would have been uh, disappointed with that result in the last round, and I think Dookie will get over the line as well. So yeah. the Div 6 finals, uh, Div 6 South, Alexandra 1 v Eildon 1 at Euroa, and Yay v Eildon 2 at Euroa. And both the Div 6 North uh, finals, first week of finals are at Tatura. Um, as you said, Colbo v Kai and Dookie v Shep Park. Fantastic. Looking at Division 5, Murchison finished the year with a 101-84 to 84, uh, shot win against Marupna Golf, 16 points to 2. 
Um, Tatura Hilltop received a forfeit from Shepparton Golf. Seymour VRI snuck over the line against Merrigan, 99 shots to 93, 14-4. And Tally Garupna only won by four shots against East Shepparton, 93-89, 16 points to two, meaning the final ladder looks like this. Tally Garupna on top. Uh, they will play Murchison in the qualifying final, Tyler. At Shepparton Park. Okay. Who do we like there? I'm going for Tally. I'm going for Murchison. Okay. Uh, Murch has been uh, in a bit of form of late. Uh, I think they might get the job done. It'd be a great result to see them in a grand final for um, for their club. Marupna Golf um, and East Shepparton finished third and fourth. So Murch, Marupna Golf and East Shepparton all finished on eight wins. So very tight at the top of the ladder there. Marupna Golf in the elimination final against East Shep, Tyler? Uh, it's being held at Dookie. Um, and on that fact, uh, I'll be going for Marupna Golf. Yeah, look, I, th- I think Marupna Golf, um, it, it'll all come down to sort of who, who adjusts to the green. Obviously, Dookie not in that competition, so they probably won't have had much of a look at it. But um, I'll go for Marupna Golf. I'll go for East. Uh, Lee Wakenshaw is the key rink. Um, Lee, with his um, uh, mother-in-law, father-in-law and his wife, um, a pretty good combination, skipper mm. of the year again, but... I think East will bounce back. Ivan Hall will drop back now and play. Yep. He went down to the threes last week, cost them the double chance. They took a gamble and they lost by four shots. If Ivan would have played, he's undefeated since he's gone back there. East would have got the chocolates, but that's that's bowls. Yep, so they're going to have to win every week to keep their season alive in Division 5 weekend pennant or weekend finals. Division 4, looking at the last round, round 14, Euroa, clean sweep over Shep Park, 124-66, 18 points to zero. Dookie beat Tatura Hilltop by 13 shots, 98 uh, to 85, 16 points to two. Seymour VRI, far too good for Kybram, 116 to 70 in a clean sweep. And Nagambi, 105 shots to uh, Seymour's 89, 14-4, meaning the final ladder finished this way. In the qualifying final, we'll have Seymour VRI versus Nagambi. Uh, both of these games are at East Shepparton. Okay. So Seymour VRI, minor premiers against Nagambi. Brian, I reckon this has got all the makings of a, of a blockbuster. I think Nagambi... Uh, they've got some really good experienced players down there, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them knock, knock off VRI. No, they're going to be playing outside too, on the outside greens, and it's very similar to Nagami's probably running a second and a half quicker than East, but it'll be slick. And uh, with Robert Page, uh, Des Fovergill. Brack. Yeah, Des Fovergill and uh, Mark Brack, they'll, um, and Robbie Smith and Fiona Smith. And Angel Mannequin. I don't know many of the any of the Seymour bowlers, so I'll go for one of my old teams, the Gamby, to go straight in the grand final. And in the qual- uh, elimination final, fighting for their season, we have Kybram, who um, had eight wins for the home and away season, playing Seymour, who had six wins for the season, and... Um, yeah, they, they got in uh, ahead of Yarrow, who finished in fifth. So, Kybram Seymour, Brian, season on the line. I'm going to go for Kybram. I'm going for Kybram too. Yeah, it's the Bombers for me. All right. Looking at Division 3, last round. Seymour, now this was a um, preview of this week's qualifying final. Shep Park got a good look at Seymour at home. Went down by 22 shots, but they did split the rinks, which I thought was quite a meritorious performance. Wes Gibbs has had a fantastic season. Whispering Wes, 26-22 over Graham Flint. 
Um, Max Hammond had a 12-shot win against Doug Freeman, and that was decisive in the overall. And Ian Eichfuss beat Murray Phillips by 30-14. to 14, um, where, And Ron Holland uh, beat Robert Brown 20-18. to 18. So he's had a good season as well, Ronnie Holland. But I just sense that... Um, Seymour's, you know, their, their rink wins seem to be the decisive ones in each contest, and I think that'll be the, the case again this Saturday. I think Ronnie uh, picked up a three on the last end to get that win uh, from memory. Yep. Yeah, so um, looking at the other results, Stanhope, 14-4. Uh, they defeated East Shepparton, 117-87. Uh, Shepparton golf too good for Marupna, 113-67 in a clean sweep. And Tally Garutna went to Avenal and had a big win, 103 to 91, 14 points to four. So the latter finished. Seymour on top undefeated, who plays Shepparton Park. At Euroa? Yeah, look, I think Seymour will have too much firepower. Um, again, you know, you're looking at you know, Max Hammond, Rob Brown, Graham Flint, Dale Salick. Really, it's a it's a good quality Division Two side who has taken all before them in Division Three, and they'll be hoping to do things the nice, smooth way straight into the grand final and give themselves every chance in two weeks. Yeah, they got Ian Ikefus too. He yes, made the semi-finals. My mistake. Yep, of the singles. No, that's fine. Uh, I think Seymour will be too strong too, and they'll have a, a comfortable victory. Um, look, but you know, Ronnie Holland's had a really good year skipping for Shep Park. Wes Gibbs, as we touched on as well. You know, Murray Phillips has got a lot of experience. You know, they probably need to make sure, that, like, if, if Seymour is winning two of the rinks by 10 plus, I think I don't think Shep Park can win because I think if you know, you saw on the weekend, Shep Park's two rinks were reasonably close, you know, four and two shots sort of thing. They're not going to have a blowout on one of the rinks like Seymour has the potential to do. No, true. And the um, the elimination final is Tally versus Shepparton and Golf. Uh, this one's at Shep Park, uh, which puts all three of Tally's teams at uh, Shep Park, actually. Yep. So I think Tally will probably have a little bit too much um, depth across the board to for Shepparton and Golf in this one. You know, Shep Golf's got the likes of Brian McInerney, um down there, lots of experience, Frank Ivac as well. Um, but this is Tally's second top side, and you know the likes of Terry Lee White, Pundi Rendina, um, you know Damian Williams, Tommy Goodwin, Tommy Goodwin, who's had some time in Division One as well and skipped really well. I think Tally will have too much. And they got Lindsay Muston, who's a good steady leader. But the player that impressed me against Tally was uh, Vince Lear. Yes, played a pearler against us on our indoor carpet. Yep. So Tally for you too. Tally for me. Tyler? Yeah, I agree. I, I think there'll be plenty of support out there for the uh, the broccoli, uh, although we're not allowed to call them that anymore. <laughs> Why not? Oh, well, it's, yeah, they're the red legs, it's the official red legs, but, um, you know. Uh, but I that's, think that was a self sort of, they, they yeah, built that up themselves. I reckon if there's any premiership celebrations, they'll be calling themselves the broccoli. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the Division 2 last round. So this was an interesting last round. Shepard and Golf uh, did the job against Rushworth, 111 to 74, 16 points to two. That didn't really have much bearing on the um, the final top four. Here's where it got interesting. So Marupna Golf were fourth, playing their uh, crosstown rivals Marupna, who were second. If Marupna Golf won, they would have stayed in the four. However, Marupna, too good, 106 to 88, continuing their, their second half resurgence, 16 points to two, which meant um, Shepparton Park had to beat Tatura Hilltop, the bottom side, to leapfrog Marupna Golf. They did buy 11 shots, 93 to 82. Wasn't terribly convincing, but they did enough. Um, so they ended up finishing third because um, E. Shepparton, who was third, 
lost to Kyabram, 99-87, 15 points to three. So there was a bit of chopping and changing in the Division Two ladder. As a result, Shepparton and Golf, um, 11 wins, three losses, plays the second-half surprise packet Mar- or resurgent um, Marupna, who rocketed to eight wins in second spot and a double chance um, in a rematch of last year's grand final. This game is at Tatura, and it should be a perler. Mar- upset alert, Tyler? Oh, I, I think so. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the form team coming in, Golf has obviously dropped a couple on the run home, which... You know, it doesn't, doesn't mean uh, a whole hell of a lot now. You, you sort of wipe the slate clean a bit, but um, you, you'd certainly rather be coming in with the kind of momentum that Marupna's built. Yeah, look, and obviously the, the mid-season acquisition of, of Brett Gunning's given Marupna an extra element in their side there. Darren Kelly's had a really strong season skipping. You know, you've got the two Anselmis in there. Shep Golf is, is interesting. I noticed, um, you know, Jeff Cobbledick's gone up from the twos and played a couple of games in Division 1, whether he comes back. Ash King might be another one who might might drop down. Remains to be seen um, what sort of Shep Golf's second side looks like, um, obviously with their Division 1 in there as well, whereas Marupna, this is it for them. This is their top side, so they can go in sort of all guns blazing. It feels like almost that they had the um, Marutna had the motor there, and they were they were roaring all right. But adding Brett Gunning was like adding the rudder. Uh, you know, he hasn't actually you know won a heap of his um, you know head to head clashes, but he just seems to have pointed them in the right direction. Yeah, look, and um, and obviously given that these two sides played in the grand final last year. Um, you know, uh, and golf won that pretty convincingly. I think Marupna will probably feel like they've closed the gap. Um, we'll find out a little bit more on Saturday. Uh, I think it, I think this promises to be one of the best finals across all the the, the weekend pennant grades. Yeah, I agree. Um, who are you I'm going, going for? Marupna. Marupna. Yep. So we're three for three for the upset there. Just looking at. Um, at Brett Gunning Sats, he's played four games, only one and three, but you kind of feel like um, when the whips are cracking starting this weekend, this might be where we see him really step up and shine. Yeah, I believe he will. And in the elimination final, this will be played. It's the only game at Shep Golf. There'll be plenty of golfers out there um, on the on the greens, and there'll be one bowls game out there. Um, Shepparton Park playing East Shepparton. Both sides finished on seven wins at all. I kind of feel, though, Shep Park, they they should have a double chance, really. They lost two games in a row. Well, I shouldn't say they shouldn't, but they blew two games by one shot in consecutive weeks. They threw away a couple of other leads. I think then they could could nearly be the the second-best side in it. They've beaten Shep Golf, so I don't think they're worried about them. I reckon it might might come down to a Marupna Park grand final. I think, yeah, I think Park will win chance. this week. I think Park will win this weekend. Yeah, so do I. East have dropped off. Um, have a look at their shot difference. It's gone way down the gurgler. Um, Kai Abram were very convincing winners last week. We're un- unlucky probably not to make it. Only need to draw another rink. So at Shep Park for me, East will bow out. When, when you've got three uh, you know, strong sides, not discounting East Shepparton, but when you've got three strong sides in a top four system like this, there, there is a real danger of um, the, the loser of the qualifying final going out in straight sets because that, that differing momentum going into the prelim final does make a fair bit of difference. And it, and it does put, like, you feel that pressure if you do lose that first final and trying to rebound. I always sort of fancy, in, in my experience, um, winning that qualifying final is better to carry that momentum than finishing top two and then losing and then trying to rebound the next week. It can be very, very hard to get yourself up. Just looking at Shep Park, though, I mean, 
Um, their, their best skipper for the year is Calvin Rogash, seven and six, and his shot difference is only two. He's copped some hiding some weeks, so he's been sort of up and down. And then, you know, their next best is Heath Matthews is five and five from ten. Uh, Gavin Flanagan, Group 1 Gab's come in for eight games in the second half of the year, five and three. But, you know, they're sort of – they haven't had a real standout rink, and I think that's where maybe Park, um, their collective, might get the job done for them against East Shepherd, and they won't have someone who'll come out and win by 30 shots. But as a 16, they might just have enough to get over East. Yeah, I agree. Division 1. So this is the, uh, the main show, I guess we call it, uh, the last round. Tatura Hilltop, uh, we'll leave that one actually because that, that was a really important one in the overall context. Tally Garupna, far too good for Yaroa, 18 points to nil, a clean sweep, 105 to 73. Um, that didn't really have much bearing on the top four. The, 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 the other three games all did. So where we sat going into the final round, Kybram was third, um, but they could mathematically fall out of the out of the top four if they got clean swept by Shep Golf, which they did. 118 shots to 59, 18 points to nil. So now they're waiting on results from the other two games. So basically, um, Hilltop, if they won against Stanhope, they were in at Tatura Bowls Club. They were down for most of the afternoon against Stanhope. Um, I believe David Cartwright's rink was maybe at least 10 or 15 nil down. And Stanhope led for most of the afternoon, but Hilltop came roaring back at the death to claim the victory, 92 shots to 86. They split the rinks 14-4, but Tatura Hilltop did their job to get into the four, which basically meant, well, Shep Park and East Shepparton had a, had a chance to leapfrog Kyabram. If one of them could win 18 nil. They would have replaced Kybram in the four. But as it turned out, and I, I probably predicted this, um, the sides were too evenly matched and so even, in fact, that they drew 94 shots apiece, nine points all. So as a result, the final four finished this way. Shepparton and Golf won 12-1. Uh, and one. They won the minor premiership. They will play Tally Garupna, who had uh, finished 10-3 and three in the qualifying final. At Shepparton Park. So that's three Tally sides and two golf sides uh, among the, the three games at, at uh, Shepparton Park. We probably predicted this um, at the start of the season. These were the two best sides. We've got the qualifying final we want. Is Tally going to finally get the result they want, Tyler? I don't think so. Not, not in the qualifying final. I'm always of the... Uh the belief that uh, if you are going to, to knock off the superpower, you, you've got to do it in the only game that counts, uh, mm. a la Shepard and Bears 2018 against Kyabram. Yes. Um, you, you sort of, you, you know, you, you throw a few punches in, in the qualifying final, but there's not that 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 killer blow that's needed, I, I don't think. And obviously, if, if Tally gets on a roll and gets out, skips out to a lead, they'll certainly do everything they can to hold on to it. But um, I, I just don't think that's how this game will play out. Um, I, I can see it being um, neck and neck all the way to the last 15 and then golf, golf lifting. Uh, they know the importance of winning this first game and um, the, the week off as well. So uh, I think it'll be a, you know, sort of, 10 to 15 shot golf victory, similar to how the grand final played out last year. Brian? Yeah, look, I think Foley and Orr are the keys for golf. Yep. And I think they'll win by, say, 10 or 12 shots each, and that'll cover the other two rinks. Um, I, I expect Tally to win two rinks too. Mm-hmm. They, I think Tally match up on paper, but golf have just got that uh, finals expertise and... 
their ability to um, lift when it's required. And I'm like, I agree with Tyler. I think they'll get the job done by say a dozen shots. Yeah, That'd look. Yeah, look. I, I think um, golf by about fifteen shots overall as well. Do we think this is a grand final rehearsal? Are they back no, here in two sure. weeks? 100%. Yeah, for sure, hundred yeah. percent. Um, the X factors for me are interesting, and when I sort of look at an X factor in a, in a final, I, I look at the ones who you know are, are away from the obvious. I mean, we know that Brad Orr and Brett Foley are going to be um, on their be- on their A game, and you know we we know what to expect from Mark Ryan and Mitch Sidewell. So I sort of look outside those for me for for golf I think the X factors are um, are Connor Truon and Wayne Dagger Connor Truon um he, he had a big loss a couple of weeks ago against East Shep which was decisive in golf's only um home and away loss but I think he's got the ability and the shot making ability it's either going to go one way um if he falls down a little bit, and as, as we know, or he revs up his guys if things are sort of aren't going their way. It, it, it can either go that way, or he can just absolutely drive whoever he's playing off off the green and win by ten or fifteen shots when you least expect it. I think he's got that ability um, to really break a game open, or he can p- potentially be that one that maybe falls behind a bit and needs to pull shots back for the overall. And Wayne Dagger, I think, has had an outstanding year, um, stepping up and playing thirty. Started as Brad Wall's thirties. Um, was uh, playing third to, to to Connor Truon, but I think he's the one that just provides a real steady hand in, in in those third spots, and it's probably someone outside the obvious that has had a really underrated year for golf. Oh, I agree, and and for Tally, it's it's probably the the forgotten star for mine. Um, in any other side other than the top two, Joey Lee is a, a top five skip on the season. Um, you know, winning games by twenty and thirty shots when he's on fire and. Having him as a third, uh, as part of that that super six, I suppose that that you can say that Tally's gotten. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but how many? I'd be interested to see how many times they've actually had Joey Leah, um, Matt Robertson, Mitch Sidebottom, Mark Ryan, David Dawes, and Liam Crapper all playing the same game. It, it it wouldn't have been too many across the year. And I think now that you know they've sort of settled the last couple of weeks, they've been able to get everyone on the park. Mm. I think um you know it's it's in those you know six to Six to twelve player ranks. Obviously, you know you, you talk about a game of footy, and it's you know it's your bottom six that win you the game. But I think in in a game against golf, it's it's those middle six players yes. or those middle you know that middle bracket that are going to get you over the line. And it's a fair call too because I think um, uh, well, I don't know whether they'd admit this publicly or but but secretly I think that's the trump card that Tally Garupin is holding on to. They haven't played them with absolutely everyone in their settled combinations in the two contests they've had this year. So whether that can be the extra thing that can um, you know give them that impetus to finally get over the golf monkey that's on their back um i like the joey leah call as well because um i know mitch swears by him as he's third he's a big time player he can play all the shots draw drive through the head um and you know um there'd be a lot of skippers in the gv that would kill to have a player of his caliber as the third and as you said he'd skip it pretty much every other side in the comp the other one is matt robinson who's gone over to third to um, david dawes's rink 
which I think's really steadied the ship there. David Dawes hasn't had a great year by pennant standards. I know he's done well in the GV events, but it's been quite staggering to see his performances across the season, and I think he's only won five times for the year. Um, but having Matt Robertson as his third there now gives him that support as a third, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's the sort of person that could easily go unbeaten in the final series and be the reason that they finally get over the top of golf. And, you know, that's the reason they got him there. You know, he's been um, such a pillar in Shepparton Gulf's Premiership dynasty, finally moved on at the end of last season, gone to their main rival now, which is Tally. So here's the reason they got him. You know, is he going to be the reason to lift him in a big final? The other one is Scott Adams for me as well, who's had an outstanding year leading. Um, he's been leading for Mark Ryan. Um, his form's warranted selection in the in the GV side to play the Murray in, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, and I think his, his ability to set up Rhino's rink at the start um, is, is going to be really crucial and just sort of take that pressure off Brian Hogg and Kyle Purebeard and then, and then Rhino skipping. As Brian said, leaders set you up. You got two, two, one or two on every end. It makes it very, very hard to beat that four. Yeah, and it's interesting that Bruce Newby got dropped last week. Yep. So he, he's he, held his spot for two years. Well, and he wouldn't qualify for the twos. No, he wouldn't. So, what, yeah, what they do there will be interesting, whether he comes back in for maybe a Jeff Cobbledick, I'm not sure. Um yeah, look, uh, the selection the selection news will be interesting for this one. I think Tally will go in maybe with a little bit of confidence knowing it's the best side that they will have played against Shep Golf for two years. So it, whether their time's now, I'm not sure. Um, but it certainly will be a barn burner. Oh, certainly. It'll be... More um, roads will lead to uh, Shep Park. Well, do, and do you think this is a dress rehearsal? Do you think the granny will be at Shep Park? I think it will. Again, I'd, I'd like to see it there again. I think last year's spectacle, Tyler, you and I were there. And, um, you know, in terms of, you know, if it is tally and golf again, um, most of the players are from Shepparton anyway. I think in terms of drawing capacity, the Greens are magnificent. Shane Walsh and his group there. Um, so, you know, it, it would be well-deserved, which is not to take anything away from Yarrawa and Shep Golf and all those facilities as well. But I think from a spectacle point of, point of view, that's where I'd like to see it. I agree. Elimination final, Tatura Hilltop, who ended up finishing third, um, one point ahead of Kyabram. They will play each other at... Stanhope. At Stanhope. Brian, look, um, Kyabram's form since since Christmas, they did all the legwork early, started the season in a blaze of glory, but, geez, it's hard to tip them. It would be hard to tip them with any confidence in this, given that I think they've won two rinks in the last four rounds. Um, Shep Park's... Uh, swept them over there. They didn't get a rink against Tally and Chep Golf in their last two rounds. I think they might have won two in round um, 12. So it'd, it'd be hard to tip them. It would. Uh, one encouraging aspect was uh, Jockey McGuinness only went down by one shot in his rink. Yep. And Glenn Fields has got Sally Beach playing for him now as a third. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Rob Sini go back there. Yep. That's changed this week, Brian. Yep. Is Rob Sini back third? Uh, no, but they finally pulled the trigger on Rob George uh, skipping. Instead of John Horsler? Yep. Horsler, third, O'Brien and uh, King Senior. Uh, Peter O'Brien? Uh, no, Danny. Okay. That's um, yep. Sally Beach is leading for Glenfields with uh, Buttonham, Denham, second and third. Phil Denham, okay. There's Phil a Denham's th- back in. There's there. an inclusion, yep. Yep. Ansett, Thompson, Williams, McInnes. Um, and Greco Cook, Redrop Schilling. 
Yeah, look, it's interesting. They had to make some changes. I think Phil Denham, a lot of experience in Division 1 over many years, is probably not a bad call. Um, I don't know if he's played any Division 1 games this year. He but, hasn't, no. But, but certainly, um, I think they had to do something with their combinations to try and find something that works. Um, Tatura Hilltops won their way in there. They deserve to be there. Um, they had to fight hard last week against Stanhope. Um, I'm still a bit concerned over the Cartwright rink with you know the two Suns playing. I'm not sure if that's working, whether that changes at all this week. Um, Peter Lasseur's rink, I think, is going to be the match winner for mine. Jason Carter's a bit of an X-factor. He plays so well with Peter Lasseur. They read the head well. They play with a lot of aggression. And that's something that I think Brendan Boyd um, really likes in his sides. He likes... Um, and, you know, it's elimination final. You can There's no coming back next week if you get beaten. So... I think Tat Hilltop's an absolute cast-iron moral to win this one. Yeah, well, Stanhope beat Kai twice and they got within six shots. Hilltop defeated um, Stanhope both times. Yes. And on that form line, you'd have to go for Tat Hilltop to win. Yeah, look, and I I just think... um, Going into the finals with a couple of wins under their belt is going to be really crucial here, Tyler. They've lifted as a club across both Saturday and Tuesday pennant uh, in the last since Christmas, really. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think the Bulldogs will be roaring on Saturday night as they look to uh, potentially uh, take on tally in a prelim final. Tally or goal, yeah. Well, and, and I think the Nick Boyd, um, uh, moving him over a skip as well, that was Justin Spedding's rink, which had copped a few hidings in the second half of the season. Um, Nick Boyd plays fairly aggressive as well, and Olivia Cartwright playing third, who's a pretty of a steady hand as well. So I just think they've got the mix better in the last couple of weeks um, on most of their rinks. I think they'll have a bit too much uh, firepower for Kai Abram. I just want to, before we finish up, uh, or we've got a couple of other things on the agenda, just I want to touch on the rest of the ladder in Division 1 and sort of talk about the season for those clubs. So um, we'll start from the bottom. Uroa finished with three wins in the end, 64 points um, on the bottom. The Probably the highlight of their season was basically ending Shep Park's finals hopes in the penultimate round, Tyler. Um, Andy Houston was a standout for mine. Seven wins in that side, skipping. Sensational effort. Um, where do you think they're at moving forward? Oh, look, I don't think it'll hurt them to, to push down into Div 2. And, and I don't think it'll be for, for too long. I think they're a, they would be a very competitive Div 2 side, even if they lost a couple, which I, I don't think is, is really on the cards. They're, no. they're, they're able to um, to work off that, that northern suburbs uh, area of, of Melbourne and pick off a couple. And they've done it for a couple of years. They picked off one or two. Andy Houston's come up. And I think just slowly they're starting to, to build that, that depth. Um, it obviously hasn't worked this year in Div 1. And they've been competitive in... In more than uh, more than most games, but I just think uh, a year or two in Div Two, build a couple more, um, a few a bit more depth throughout the, the sides. Um, hang on to your Sutcliffs, your Houston's, and and those uh, you know your Kingmas, and I think they'll be back. Uh, and Drysdale, who's a yep. new skipper, yeah, Shane Drysdale's well. had, had had a good year, and um, and Mark Stevens had a go there as well. So they'll be back before too long, but I think it was time to to push down to Div Two. Yeah, well, look, um, yes. that, that, it might not necessarily well, happen true. if um, if Shep Golf does win Division Two. You but know, I'm a Marutna fan. Yeah, oh, yes, exactly <laughs> yes. right. Stanhope finished second bottom, four wins, ten losses, um, seventy five points. 
Um, look, it was good to see them experimenting with the likes of Ben Fletcher, Jamie Stokes, you know, John O'Thorne. They've got some younger ones there and, um, you know, there's a bit of bit of Bush Telegraph mail sort of getting around that they are after maybe a couple of big fish to try and um, just boost their stocks a little bit and give them some more depth. Um, maybe a coach bringing a couple of players. I'm not too sure. I know they were after a coach sort of um, maybe at the start of the season or in between, you know, last season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's things building there, but they probably just need a few more to take them over the top a little bit. I just... I don't know if they got ahead of themselves after last year, but I just think it came a bit too little too late for, for Ben Fletcher and Jamie Stokes to be pushed up to skip. Like, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't you give them the whole season? Yeah. Or at least most of it. Uh, I just think um, I really I really enjoyed that they were able to do that late, but I, I think I would have put a full season into um, into all, probably both of them as, as you know, um, skips in Division One. Yeah, you, I agree. You, you know, it, it probably it wasn't. You know, we've been saying it for a few years now that they've got they've got the right they've they've got the right mix there to be um, to be in the mix in, in the next couple of years. And uh, I think I said on this show last year that I'd rather be in Stanhope shoes than than someone like Shepherd and Park. And I, I still stand by that. But mm. I think they should have pushed. Um, ben and, and Jamie up a bit earlier and giving them that bit more because, you know, they're, they're, they're rolling into next season now with really only four or five games of skipper under their belt when they could have really had eight or ten. Four, yeah, 14 yeah. even. Um, well, Yaroa give Mark Stevens an extended go and oh, he's improved as a bowl. He probably hasn't got the support staff, but he did have Tony King Maruka. All the results to show no, for it, yeah. But he bowled better than his results and... And they gave Shane Drysdale. They left him skipper all year. Yep. He had some big defeats. Yep. But I think he won four games. Yep. And so I think that's a, a, a tick. He ticks the box for that for his efforts this year. And I agree with Tyler. Jamie and um, Ben should have skipped all the season. I've got no... Um, no qualms about that. Yeah, look, and just looking at their side from last week against the Tura Hilltop, um, I didn't. Uh, Hayden Crilly didn't play. I, I don't know whether everything is um, harmonious there at different times, and whether that sort of maybe played a part in in stunting the progression there of some of the bowlers there. But I mean, they've got next. Um, you know, they've got an off season now to have a bit of a think about it and maybe chase a couple extra players and try and turn things around. Um, because yeah, that there is there is some potential there, and it's just about um, you know maximising that as much as they can. East Shepherd and ended up finishing six, five wins, two draws, seven losses. Brian. Um, they probably left their run a little bit too late. The first half of the season crueled them. Um, they were probably a bit unlucky in the last game before Christmas when they were going to beat Shepparton Park, which would have sort of maybe given them some momentum into the second half of the year. But um, they were always sort of seemingly fighting an uphill battle and losing in the second last round to Hilltop probably put paid to their hopes as well. East Shepparton screams out to me as a, a Division One side craving stability. And I just... I'm unsure if they're going to get it again this um, off-season. They've had two off-seasons of, of fairly big change and both both seasons they've started uh, with an anchor around their ankles, really, yeah. um, and come home with a wet sail. And last year it worked for them and this year it didn't. But I, I just think if they can keep, you know, even 13, 14 of that 16 and and move on and maybe bring a couple more in... They can be uh, a strong finals contender, but if they have the same off season that they have the last two, where they've had 
pretty much wholesale changes. Mm. Uh, I just don't think it's gonna gonna work. Yep, Brian. Well, you're 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 on the inner sanctum here, and I guess um, without sort of speaking out of school too much. But look, I think the I think the um, the elephant in the room is what's going to happen with Brent Rayner, and we had him in the studio and asked him, and he was quite frank about where he sits. He's you know he's enjoyed his two years at the club, and he's moved over here in between his first season and second season coaching. So he's uh, he's working here and all that sort of thing. Um, what what remains to be seen is you know I guess what the what the hierarchy at the club thinks and whether he's worth another go. Obviously he was central in getting Jeff Beatty and Jacob Brighton here as well from across from Machuca, so that decision might weigh into that as well. Um, and then the Gribbles came this year and um, you know John John stepped up and was the captain and took on a bit of a leadership role under Brent as well. So as Tyler mentioned, a lot of change. But um, what will happen after this season and missing finals again remains to be seen. What do you think? Well, I said in this program a few uh, episodes ago that, or a few weeks ago that they've got to retain Brent Briner as a coach and Jeff Beattie and, and Jacob Brighton and Lee Beattie. And, well, they've got to retain the list they've got yep. and try and add a few more if they want to go a step further and play finals next year. Can't afford to lose quality skippers because they don't drop into your club. No. They're, we're fortunate to pick them up in the first place. Yeah. But we haven't we haven't improved. Yeah. There's got to be um, – there's got to be uh, some – Stacey Collier was a big loss, no doubt, um, leading. Yeah. And uh, we lost another – we've lost some good players, like Brent said. Yeah. Uh, and but you look Ash at Law is a big loss. He yeah, was a quality player. Yeah, but you look at Brent's um, form, taking away what what he did or didn't do as a coach or whatever. But look at his performance on the rink. I think he was in the top five in the skip of the year, and I don't reckon he lost at all after Christmas. No, he didn't. No. Um, he had Matt O'Connor who came across from Tally a few games into the season <laughs> as his third. Um, so you know he he was. Um, backing up whatever whatever his messaging was on Saturdays. And he was outstanding again on on Saturday, just gone um, against Paul Warren uh, to finish off his year and finish in the top five. So Bowles quality-wise, um, you know, he's right up there in this competition in terms of skippers. Um, and, you know, it would be a step back for, for them to lose him and, and maybe Jeff Beattie and John. Well, there's three of their four skippers. If that was to – not saying it will happen, but it could um, so they hadn't, uh, they, there's a bit to play out there, I think. Well, he gave 100%, and I think the demeanour I heard after the last game and that that um, he was a bit disappointed in um, that East couldn't raise themselves to win that match against Hilltop where he had a big win and one rink got flogged. Yeah. And then against Shep Park, he just couldn't urge his other – where he should be finishing last. I don't know when he finished on Saturday, but mm. I think Brett uh, might – should adopt one of Ori's tactics where he's last to finish mm. and he might be able to make the difference in some close games. Yeah, well, look, sort of um, last week he, he was, I think, maybe the first or the second rink finished and um, the situation was East were four up with two the last two ends to play. Paul Nichols had one end and Dennis Smythe had one end for Park. 
Um, Nichols got three on his rink, which came down to the last end between Dennis Smythe and, and um, Wayne Gribble. So it was one the difference, and Shep Park got one to draw it overall. And as you said, you know, the coach sort of sometimes, well, I don't know, or he definitely feels like he's got to be the one influencing the game at the end of the day. And um, But, you know, he's he's had an outstanding season for, for East, and um, it'd be a big loss for them if he's not there next year because, um, as you said, very, very hard to replace bowls of his calibre. No, well, we're not going to get a player... He's going to be as as good as have as good a season as him. I can't think of anyone no. in this in the GV or coming across from um, from the Murray Association. I believe um, there's a good there's a good bowler coming up from Melbourne to play for golf, Alan Dove. Yep. But it'd be nice to see him come across to East. Yep. Even as a coach, but I think he's already signed up with uh, golf. Yeah. Uh, and finishing fifth with Shep Park, five wins, seven losses. Two draws, um, level on points with with East Shepparton. Um, look, probably pretty disappointing. They had their chance. Uh, we had our chance against Yarrara in the second last round. If we win that, we're in. Um, but, you know, first time they've missed finals in a long time. But I think I've been quite um, matter-of-fact about this. I don't think it'll hurt them to miss finals. And what? Uh, here's one for you. What do um, East Shepparton and Shep Park have in common this season? Their Div 1 sides both miss finals, but their Div 2 are in. So, I don't know. Does that say that maybe there's some players in Div 2 that should be knocking on the door and being given an opportunity in Division 1 to help take them to the next level? I don't know. Or... Um, yeah, look, Paul Nichols isn't coaching Shep Park next year, and my understanding is the club isn't going to advertise for a replacement. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that affects the dynamic of the club next year and whether they um, sort of go with a new look in the in the top side or whether they stick with the tried and true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, it's probably been coming for a, a couple of years. I, I know um, Park made the grand final a couple of seasons ago, um, uh, the, almost the last day that we, that we can call pre-COVID, I suppose, yeah, uh, in yep. that grand final. But um, yeah, I feel like this this result has been has been on the cards for a while. And as you said, I don't think it'll hurt the club. I think it might allow for a bit of um, I- internal reflection and um, maybe an assessment of, of where they want to be rather than that where they have been in terms of uh, which 16 they're picking every week? Well, I think Paul Nichols is probably in a similar boat to Brent Rayner in, in the, that, that you know, um, well, he, he missed a game due to isolation, but he won his rink seven out of 12 games and a lot of the games there, he was the only winning rink or he was winning by a big margin and it wasn't couldn't be covered. Um, so, you know, he... He did his job, and I think there was a bit of a frustration there from from Paul's point of view about, you know, not being able to enforce the change that he thought was necessary at the club because they were a little bit set in their ways. And you know, I I've been in Division Two a little bit in the past few years, and I've, I know a lot of the bowlers there that are do have the potential to be pushing into Division One and sort of looking at our Div One results this year. You know, um, Dennis Smythe really struggled, and I think you know his his days as probably a Division One skipper probably done. Um, you know, Dave Hardy um, come out of retirement a little bit uh, after a couple of games. Um, you know, so and there are players in that Division Two side that should be pushing in there. Richard Hansen's one. Um, you know, um, Heath Matthews has had a, a bit of a go up there. Sue Tyson wins a lot of GV events. So there are people there, um, and I think it's time to sort of push up and give them a go. And whether that happens next year without a coach, I'm not sure. But I think um, there are good things there if they give them a crack. 
Yeah, I, I believe the players you named have have got the ability to go up there and and do a, and perform a role for Division One. Well, and I think now that they've missed finals, by giving them a go, it's not like they can say, oh, well, we put them in there and all of a sudden we miss finals. So it's almost like, well, this is going to be the thing that takes us to that next level. And I think probably making finals last year against Tatura Hilltop where we were comprehensively beaten by Hilltop over at Stanhope, probably put wallpaper over the cracks for another season, whereas this year we've, we've missed the finals um, and we've got to move forward. Yeah, well, Dennis Beck's another player. That, mm. he, he had some he, health he issues. He had some health issues, but he's a good mm. player and he Absolutely. could have been an asset if he played the whole season in Division 1. He could have got him into the into the finals. Yeah, and, 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 look, and look, the other thing for Park is we've talked about with East and all of these other clubs and trying to attract players, and that's been Park's Achilles heel for a long time now in terms of being able to lure some of these players that are moving to the area or coming from the Murray League or Camp Paspy. It's not a destination club, and I think that's, that's the reason why is because they don't bring in um, some of these new players or they don't want to be seen to be moving forward. It's um, sticking with the ones that have been there for a little bit too long. Um, but, you know, now that they're not in finals contention for this year, um, that might be the thing that makes them sort of uh, want to move forward. Yeah, would you say East of um – East have improved as a destination club. Absolutely. And probably the facilities a big one. Because with of her. the facilities, yep. Yeah, yeah. Look, um and um you know, that's that's a big going to be a big boost for them for a few years to come. Um Shep Park was probably when they they got there for undercovering first, but um, yeah, I think that I think there's going to be a lot of interesting um storylines in the off season with the bowls. Oh, sure. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Champion of champions before we finish up, Brian. Well, knocked me over with a feather. Um, I didn't think Swanee would um, win the champion of champions, but what a fantastic performance. Nearly as good as, uh, as Paul Ledger's probably. Yeah, yep. And Jacob Brighton. Jacob Brighton. So Jacob Brighton matched Paul Ledger's feet by winning the A and B grade club. He clubs won A and, and B, little Jacob, what, little mate. What about we have a one-day shootout between the pair sort of as a champion of champions sideline? They both won both. We could organise a little well, marquee match-up. Wouldn't that be good on the grand final day? I'll let him play two or three ends. Yeah, against the ledge. Sounds good to me. Um, yeah. yeah, so and so, St- and Stacey Collier. Yeah, Stacey Collier won. Yeah, fantastic the Stacey. Champion yeah. Of champions. No, nah, well done, Stacey. She's a she's had a great yeah. season. Uh, w- would Neil Swainston be Dookie's first ever champion of champions? He would be. I believe Rod Harmer played off one year over at Marupa in the Champion of Champions. Okay. I forget who defeated him. I think it might have been Pagey, yep. but he did make the final. Okay, yeah. So but he's the first Champion of Champions. So he defeated Ian Eichfuss in the semi-final, one of the semi-finals, and Matt Robertson defeated Ken Sutcliffe in the other semi-final, which we thought the winner would come out of that. But Neil Swainston had other ideas there and uh, fantastic result for a small club like Dookie. And uh, I think he plays in Division 4 for, for Dookie. Yeah, so yep. um, it just goes to show. And look, Laurie McCarty was a similar story a few years ago for Marupna yep. Golf in the lower grade. So it just goes to show anyone on their day or any small club's champion can beat Anyone. Especially with four bowls. Exactly. It's good for bowls, I believe. I remember when Donnie Dickinson won and he was a yes. a lesser light, a good bowler, but he come from nowhere. At Shep Park. I think he might have won the A and B that season as well. I stand corrected, but yeah, I well, might, I yeah. know, well I wouldn't know about his B grade, but yeah, that was um that was a fantastic effort by Don and Swanee's done a great job. Look, he's a good division three bowler, but yeah. A few players said to me I'd never heard of him. 
Well, we have now. Yeah, that's right. He's forever in the uh, in the uh, folklore of Golden Valley Bowls, and he's in the history books. And let's um, hope he can go on and um, upset a few more. Absolutely, players. To put Dookie on the map. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, that just about wraps up another After the Jack. Uh, it's getting to that time of the season where there's plenty on the line and it obviously uh, gives us plenty more to talk about. Uh, thanks, Ash and Brian, once again for, for joining us. Thanks for having us and we look forward to wrapping up the first week of weekend finals next week along with um, some midweek prelims and makeup finals as well. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. I hope to have a a guest on the program next week to discuss the first week of the finals. Thanks very much. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.